This week's episode of Drunk Week in Review is brought to you by the letter L for legal brief, mostly so Cody doesn't get us sued. Anyway, here we go. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Enjoy the show, y'all. Welcome back to another week of Drunk Week in Review. It's two of your favorite hosts. It's Aaron and JM. Uh, Cody will be on shortly. Promise he is putting, I think he said McKenzie. I think McKenzie hasn't fallen asleep yet. So he's going to join in at some point. Uh, but yeah, uh, we were gone last week. Cody was in Belize. It's been a two-year trip for him. Uh, this was supposed to be... His, not honeymoon, I don't think. He'll he'll correct us when we get on here. But he was supposed to take this trip in 2020, and it got canceled. And then he tried to rebook it, and it got canceled. So they finally took their trip again. Maybe it was their one-year anniversary trip. Maybe that's why they were trying to take it. I don't care what it is. The point of the, the point of, the fact of the matter is they got to go to Belize and play in the water and have lobster tacos. Lobster tacos. There was Mai Tais. Yeah, y'all are having, y'all are going to, for the audience, you're going to have to excuse me because I've got this just nasty cough I've had for like two weeks that I can't get rid of no matter what I do. Um, Hey, do you remember that time I got on the podcast and had the COVID? mm, Yeah, that was two weeks ago (laughs) when we were recording. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Cody sent us some pretty cool pictures of, um, they're all gone because it's in our history now, but... Uh, yeah, that's true. Especially with all the meme fuckery that goes on. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, you were you cued in on this thing: the lobster fajitas, lobster quesadilla, lobster right empanadas. Behind, he, he sent us that picture of the menu, and yeah. I was like, "Have you had the lobster anything yet?" Because lobster is all over it. So yeah, it's got it's like the start of a B fifty two song over here. Rock lobster, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm looking at lobster quesadilla, lobster empanada. Blackened lobster, lobster burrito, lobster salbutus? <laughs> I don't know. Lobster fajitas. You want to hear a funny fact about Belize? What's that? What do you What do you reckon their uh, <laughs> national language is without looking it up? Oh, uh, is Belize one of those weird ones that speaks English first and then speaks Spanish? Is that a question or an answer? This is Jeopardy. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with their. Their first language is English because there's somewhere else that's like you that absolutely too. had it right, man. Yeah, there's somewhere else that's like that too. I think it's Uruguay. I think Uruguay's national language is English. The I, fuck. Yeah, I had a dude. Right. I had a dude in um um. Dude, dude, I'm looking this up. I had a guy in my E7 course that I was in uh, from. I think he was from Uruguay. Uh, no, he was from Guyana. Yeah, that's cool. He was he was uh, from Guyana, mm. and he said that their national language was English. But he also like 
he he spoke a lot of just bullshit a lot of the time. Um, as it goes. Yeah. Uh, now it's got me. So Belize's national language is English, huh? Is that yeah? W- correct me if I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, Guyana. Speaking on authority here. Guyana is the only South American nation in which English is the official language. However, the majority speak Guyanese Creole and English-based Creole. That's South America. Well, how about them apples, man? That's South America. That's pretty dope. Uh, <coughs> you got to go to a Mariners game yesterday for company work. outing. That was a work. That was a mandatory work event. Is that your first uh, Mariners game of the year? It sure was. Um, God. Golly, man! I'm trying to get away from saying "God damn it" or "Jesus Christ," <laughs> <laughs> but um, whatever. At any rate, uh, the Phillies came in, so a little I bit. I got to see Bryce Harper. Uh, yeah, I got to see Bryce. That was, I mean, that was really cool. Bryce is uh, an amazing baseball player. Great athlete. Yeah, but. Um, not very cool seeing the the bases get loaded and, and watch the the Phillies whoever the fuck it was hit a grand oh, slam. Oh, somebody hit a salami, huh? They did, they did, and man, we were all getting rowdy yesterday too. We were having a good time. Uh, as it goes with mandatory work events, you know, I somebody manages it manages that to to turn it into a bit of a party. I, I brought some weed edibles up. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of the people I work with, so. We had our own little little subgroup. <coughs> They're uh, the the president of the company looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that's fun. And we're all like, you know, like in our corner, like pointing over, there, like, oh, there's the there's the guy. He looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Let's rip a shot, kind of thing, you know. That's great. Yeah, we had a great time. I'm still um, still waiting to get to it. They catered the event, and I didn't know that they were catering the event, so. I had to go back to the office. I realized it's May in Washington, which means it's still pretty cold. I like fifties, yeah, cold. It's been like that. So down. I went it's back been to like the office to here. grab like a hoodie because I was wearing like a t-shirt. This is before we walked into the ballpark. So <laughs> as I'm getting to the top mezzanine level, I'm like, you know, like I'm gonna be boozing all day. I better eat and do that. Grabbed a burger and fries, sat down in front of the burger and fry place. It's the first inning, and I just watched uh, the ball game on TV before I went into the event. You know, somebody was kind of laughing at me, you know, like some park ball goer, and you're like, come on, man. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm out here to watch as much baseball and eat this burger. I'm going up to just drink and socialize. Like, I'm not going to be watching baseball. Um, Give me that guff, bruh. That hate, so, that hurts my heart, but yeah, as, I get it. As I walked in, they had a they had they had a burger bar and a hot dog bar. So oh, gotta get hot dogs. Just hey, do you remember those hot dogs we used to eat in Korea? Uh, t- like a dollar a piece uh, down in the the shit hook. Oh, in the Ville for the the Chinook. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every Friday. Um, yeah, was it Friday uh, or Wednesday? Crew, the chili dogs, crew engineers or whatever. They had the they. Had, Two dollars, yeah, a bunch of two dollars gets you a hot dog with chili, cheese, a bag of fries, and a coke. Well, I thought it was less than that, but I, I, mean, like, I, I think it was like, like it was a, it was like whatever. a dollar for the dog, 
and then they wanted like fifty cents for the coke or fifty cents for the chips. So I think I always just put I'm like a, coke and chips, man. I think I always just put like a a fiver in there and just grabbed like three hot dogs and whatever. Grab what you can eat. Yeah. Our uh, yeah. our pilots do that pretty regularly. Uh, I I say once a month they uh, fire up the grill in front of the hangar and do those frozen beef patties and um, hot dogs and it's like five dollars a plate kind of thing. It's not a bad way to do. It. I just wonder what they do with the money afterwards. Uh, so we use it for uh, we use it to offset the cost of um, goodies for us. So we do. Um, T-shirts, like company T-shirts, so we use it to offset the cost of that a lot. So instead of paying $25 a shirt, we pay $12 a shirt. Um, offset the cost of belt buckles that we can wear in uniform. So instead of $70 a piece, they were like $45 a piece. Uh, we buy company um, coins with them. We buy posters, all kinds of stuff. So that's what we do with all the money. So do you have somebody that's like a treasurer for all that? Yeah, the brand new the brand new pilots, the WO ones, um, they're in charge of the fridge fund and so they're also in charge like the fridge fund and stuff like that all goes together and then the company commander sells all the company stuff. So he manages or he or she manages the fund of the coins and the patches and the hats and the belt buckles and all that stuff that we sell. Well, if you got a company t shirt I'd love to buy one. Yeah, I can do that. I still haven't bought mine cool. from the last run, so I need to go spend $18 a shirt and buy a couple. Yeah, sometimes it's just easier to kind of like uh, <laughs> buy the thing that makes you legit and then, you know, just fall in line, salute the flag, the reason, and be like, man, this is great. I'm patriotic. The reason I, I haven't. Your freedom, bro. Well, the reason I haven't bought them yet is because they said we could only buy two. Um, and I always buy five at a time, so I've got a lot. Um, but they said we could only buy two, so I wasn't really happy, so I haven't bought two yet. So I'll go buy two tomorrow. Anywho, yeah. Hey, man, how's your week going? What have you, what have you been up to? I know that um, <clears throat> it's not been too long since you got back from Lousiana. Lousiana. I picked that one up from you, by the Lousiana. way. Lousiana. Um, you were busy doing some, some Flyboy stuff. Cody, of course, in Belize. Yeah, so uh, the last time we recorded would have been April 28th. 30 days, half September, April, June, and November, right? So the 1st, the 30th, the 29th, 28th. April 28th would have been the last time that we recorded. Uh, episode published on like May 2nd or May 3rd. And that's because I forgot to record on May 1st because Caitlin and I got engaged. I gave her a ring, and she couldn't say no because I did it in public, and she would have been too embarrassed to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send pictures. Is that at the lake? Yeah, so uh, I recreated our first date. So we actually got engaged on day 365 of dating, right? So May 2nd would have been our the start of year two. So we were on the final day of year one, and I went out to, I took her out to brunch, the place where we had our first date. Um, and then we went and walked around the reservoir in Aberdeen, or in, is it technically in Aberdeen? It's like in between Aberdeen and Southern Pines and Pinehurst, there's a reservoir out there. Um, <laughs> and we went and walked around that, 
And I had one of her friends, um, one of our listeners too, uh, Brittany, hiding in the trees. <laughs> and so I was super nervous because I had the ring by its like the ring loose in my pocket because I was afraid that if I had the box in my pocket that she was going to be able to tell. Um, your your jeans are very tight. I have noticed. Well, and then wink, wink. I have noticed. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it wasn't like it was a weird day that it actually warmed up. It had been in the sixties. So I was like, this is gonna be perfect. I'm gonna wear my rain jacket, like a light jacket, and I'll be able to hide it. Nope, it warmed up. So it was like in the seventies, uh, low eighties. I couldn't get away with wearing a jacket, so I just had the ring loose in my pocket. Um, I walk, you know, we did one lap, which is two miles, and then we go sit down on the picnic bench, and I'm like, hey, we should just kind of, like, look at the water, and she sat down, and I didn't sit down, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I really didn't know what I was going to do, so I was like, hey, you remember, and I'm still standing up, and her friend is hiding behind a tree, so I'm kind of, like, looking at her, but looking at Caitlin and going back and forth. <coughs> and so I go, you remember how I said no gifts for our one year anniversary? She goes, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I got you a gift. And she goes, that's not fair. Da, da, da. And I pulled out a ring and I got down on my knees and I was like, well, will you marry me? And she didn't say anything. And in my mind, it had been like 30 seconds since I asked and she didn't reply. In reality, I think it had been like two seconds. And so I'm freaking out. And I was like, she's, she's got to say it. She has to say yes. Why isn't she saying yes? And so immediately, like, I freak out in my mind. I was like, it's, and I tell her, I go, it's a real diamond like you asked for. And so she laughed, she laughed and said yes. And then we uh, went over to the tap house, um, to one of our poor houses here, uh, the Growler. Uh, my dad drove in town and surprised her because they have become, like, best friends. Um, I think I'm getting written out of the will now when, as soon as we get married and she's taking my place. But... Caitlin and my father have been best for become best friends um, and I'd set it up for all of her friends to meet us there and we had like a little engagement party because the growler is where we actually finished our date at so I had friends meet us there and we had a little engagement party for her there man <coughs> I can't say congratulations enough yep and so we're getting married October 15th in Texas it's gonna be well great. I'll be there it's gonna Promise. be wonderful I, uh, man, congratulations. I can't say it enough. Super excited. I am too. Uh, Weddings are expensive though. Just stupid expensive. Like we're not even having like a big fancy one. So our reception is going to be just basically an after party. We're going to have like a 15 minute ceremony and then we're going to go, okay, everybody, welcome to the party. And then there's going to be a buffet and it's not going to be like formal. There's not going to be speeches or first dances, like the father daughter dance we may do. Like, I think we'll have our first dance, um, at some point, but we're not hiring a DJ. We're just going to like build a playlist based off of everybody's RSVP songs they want to hear. So we're going to put together like a playlist of ever of songs that people have requested plus songs that we want and just kind of make it like, like a backyard barbecue thing at an event where everybody's just hanging out and chilling and it's just an after party because we went to the ceremony and now it's over and it's just an after party. It's still stupid fucking expensive. <coughs> Our budget pays to fall in love, man. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and I hate to see you so happy. Makes me miserable to see you so happy. Yeah. Well, now that I've got my date, um, and she was even nice enough. She's like, I really would like to get married in October at the earliest. I was like, that's fine. And I kind of looked at it and I go, but you know that's the World Series, right? Like, those are the playoffs. And she goes, you can watch TV at the reception. Like, we can plan it around. She goes, what weekend? And what happens if the Rangers <coughs> put something together? Oh, I'm not worried about that. Um, truly not worried about it. I'm actually more worried that the Mariners are going to make it um, because they're looking really good. And I, I don't keep up with baseball like I did when we first met. Yeah, they're looking good to uh, make the playoffs. Which bums me out. But, you know, as life goes, yeah. you just keep getting well, busier with things. She, was, like, she was super cool about it. She goes, hey, what day in October do you want to do it? And we're looking at dates. And I was like, well, let's go for the 15th because that's early enough in October where it's going to be the first couple rounds of playoffs and we won't be actually, like, I won't be missing a World Series game. We'll just be missing playoffs games. And if I have to miss a playoff game, it's fine. But, like, I'm not going to miss a World Series game. She goes, yeah, that yeah, works. We'll cross our fingers. <laughs> Hopefully it's a National League playoff game that you can skip. Well, now that there's a DH, I'll, I'll watch all of it because even the National League's fun now. Because there's a universal DH. So, we'll see. But, yeah, that's uh, – yeah. Oh, man. And then uh, weather's been really nice, so – it's getting good. It's getting great. Good. That makes me the happy garden, to hear, man. The garden is um, coming together. Incredible. I've already f- harvested. I've been harvesting spinach and lettuce for like two weeks already, and I just started harvesting some of my Swiss chard. So I, I don't. Ha- I'm not going to have to buy greens for the next four months or so, five months. It's a nice feeling to have. Mm. Well. Um, I do have a question for you. Have you listened to any cool new music? Have you watched any cool new movies? <laughs> um, uh, maybe it's television. Do do do. Um, yes. While you're thinking no. about it, I'll tell you yeah. this: Kurt Vile came out with a new album this year. Don't know when, but Kurt Vile, I'm a big fan of. He's going to be in Tacoma next week. So by the time uh, listeners hear this, Monday. Um, <clears throat> he'll 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 be in town Wednesday night, which will yep. inevitably mean that I'm calling out of work on. Well, I, I'm not going to tell anybody when I'm calling out of work because FBI, FBI, my boss is listening. My boss is listening. Oh, Cody, welcome Jamaica. to the party. Ooh, my I want to take a Aaron and JM to JM's wedding. <laughs> it's coming. We actually so just talked soon. about that. Off the Texas Florence coast is a place called Six Bar Ranch. That's the... Don't remember the rest of the words of the song. So, hey, what's up, guys? Not much. Hey, but this is about to be really fun because I logged into the Google Meet with the wrong account, so it's going to drop all of us. So, yeah, I was looking for our listeners. This is going to be super fun. Uh, So, this is how we're going to do it while we're... Which account was this? Do we need to take a tactical pause while we sort out our, our no. tech issues? No, no, no. Our tech issues? No, absolutely not. Um, oh, are those the, the new glasses, Aaron? Oh, those look good. Thanks for noticing. I like them. Thanks for noticing. Those look really good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm sensitive. Yeah. 
Roka's out of Austin. Yeah, they are. So I've yeah, tried to get I, stuff I'll... from them a few times, and they're always out. Yeah, isn't Roka on uh, Strava? <coughs> yeah, they're always out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fun. What? I, these came within ten. It's days, always man. like their sunglasses and shit. Everything that I want to buy is out. Uh, open yeah. up the video. Open up the video link in notes. So I'm gonna leave this in the podcast. But if both of you uh, open up the video link and notes uh, again, there's the new link to the so, correct one, which won't oh, expire on us. So ending in... Hey, uh, JM, I'm going to... Let's do this. I got an idea. Just click do like a 3, 2, 1, and then end this? No, just not? click the link, and it'll open up in another one, because I'm already in that other chat, too. Boom. Oh, was, oh, I'll just click this. Yeah. So it works really well. Got it. I'm in Admit. the fifth dimension, waiting for JM to let me in. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I was I was in like the quantum th- I was in the quantum <laughs> universe like in uh, Ant-Man for a second there. Yeah. But now I'm back. So I was very small. We got it all I'm figured out. Size. We got it all figured out. Good to go. We are G2G. <laughs> um we were just talking about favorite music, Cody. We already covered your trip to Belize. Uh we covered some ball games for Aaron and uh my engagement and now we're talking about some music. Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile's going to be in Tacoma on Wednesday. Oh, that'd be a good show. So, a bunch of friends are going, so I'll be going. Um, the guy that is My mom's the MC, whoever, whoever runs like the production of Tacoma shows, he's <laughs> doing it. He's talking about his dog. Yeah, uh, my mom, sorry. We went to the square, then she... Help me get these fuckers to bed. <laughs> nice. Is she like a pod mom like my mom? Uh, she listens, doesn't comment, so, yeah. Yeah, she's half of our listenership. <laughs> yeah, if she's definitely skewing it, you know, the the over 50 crowd, sure. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, <coughs> I haven't. Good radio. Yeah, that's great radio. <laughs> We're so uh, good. By at this, the way, no wonder uh, we're not. Sponsored. I've uh, I've been digesting the the Friedman podcast for a couple months. Jonathan Wallace recommended it to me. Um, there was a bit about aliens on there, and I started listening to it. And the Lex Friedman podcast is amazing. Oh, that Friedman podcast. I was like thinking Friedman. Kiki Friedman, you mean like Joe Rogan guest Lex Friedman. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, have you listened to his stuff? Like, I, I listen to him on Joe Rogan, so he's how like is a, he on Joe Rogan? Because my impression of Joe Rogan is, is probably wildly different than who he is. So it's through you guys, and it's through like John Oliver, who just you know takes cheap shots at low hanging fruit. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, um, Joe Rogan. I'm not going to sit here and defend everything he says and every. You know what a friend of mine on. says about Joe Rogan is that he is the best interviewer in history he's the best he, he pioneered yeah. the podcast that's what a friend of mine said i me. would never say best interview in history like so when you think of an interviewer you think of someone who's going to kind of like push their subjects on like hey clarify that whereas joe rogan will just let you say whatever you're going to say and be like oh yeah that's interesting have you ever done dmt <laughs> like shit like that well that's something that my friend would say yeah, and so like I would never say he's a great interviewer, but it's very interesting. Like, 
what he found works for him is he just lets people talk and take the uh, conversation where it's going to go usually. And, and sometimes it's a fucking meandering drug filled conversation. Other times it's uh, more scientific, but uh, you know, I don't listen to everything he does for me. I kind of pick and choose. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Well, I I'm sure there's some interesting subjects on there. So he brings on interesting people. from like, Lex Friedman to uh, Jocko and Jocko makes me interested because he seems like somebody that's thoughtful in his interviews and in his thoughts he or interviews in a lot. Like he actually is a more interesting guest than if you like look at him, you're like, okay, this guy's going to fucking, no, suck. he looks like a meathead dude. Yeah. But he's, um, not quite what you expect. He's mostly what you expect, but not quite, which is, uh, that's always refreshing when you don't just have somebody figured out. I'm okay with that as a description. And that makes me kind of wa- want to listen to the Jocko podcast, too. <sighs> I listened to it a couple times. I'm like, all right, I've got the gist of this. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not I feel waking, the same way. I will not wake up at 4.30 in the morning. You will not get me on your side. There's a there's a podcast that I listen to. It's called the uh, the Team House, and that's the Jack Murphy podcast. Jack, Jack Murphy, Murphy yeah. does like the national intelligence. He's got like a TV show coming out, I think. That makes me worried. But I think Chris Pratt and Taylor uh, Lautner. Kitch. Oh, oh, is that the Amazon show? Yeah, and Jack, Jack Murphy's Murphy. on it. No, it's like maybe I'm thinking of a different like ex Navy SEAL guy. <laughs> Well, Jack Murphy was a—he's a Army Ranger. He was a Green Beret, but um, I might be thinking of someone else. Then he ended up going to Columbia for for journalism to get his master's. Okay. And he, he's so he's—he's he's been doing journalism, and he kind of covers like the national intelligence community a lot. And I think he'll zoom out every now and again, and then come back in for veteran issues, which I think is interesting because he kind of seems tuned in to like. Hey, we should be talking about other issues besides like, um, you know, the the big broad sweeps that you know a CNN or a Fox might take. Yeah, gotcha, and he, gotcha. you know, he kind of likes to highlight um, the individual stories and then zoom out and say like, Hey, look, this is this is the story that I would I would like to kind of focus in on, and it's on um, special operations uh, veteran has this experience commits suicide but let's zoom out and look at it at uh, at a macro level so he's not as one-dimensional as he comes off or as he looks just like on us, paper I feel <laughs> you know white dudes with beards or mustaches that wear flannels fuck yeah that's us yeah oh uh, yeah they drink craft beer and they smoke brisket. They're over thirty. Like, oh man, we're checking all the boxes for white dudes. And we listen to Americana. Age of thirty. Oh yeah, listen to Americana. Don't listen to that pop country bullshit. When I was in my twenties, when I started listening to like Americana, my uh, my aunt she said that's what happens when you go into your twenties. You start listening to country <laughs> Americana. And I thought she was being funny because she's kind of a kook. Well, for like Jay and I, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like, oh, there's this whole scene here, and it's better than what we're getting on the radio, so this is good. But, yeah, you're definitely right. Like, well, and other people get into, like, <coughs> Jason Isbell and shit like that as they, get, like, reach maturity and can appreciate well, it. Well, and there was – My brother's not stopped listening to Tame Impala for 
four years, and I remember Tame Impala from David ten years ago, him. and I can't fucking get into it. I listened to one album of it, it's but not, my brother is obsessed. <coughs> well, it, I think Americana it's is like pop a, music, especially where Cody and I are at. Americana is a much easier pop branch, is much easier branch to get into because you kind of get. You have to understand that, like they even even on your mainstream radio stations in Texas, they're playing Texas country. So you're gonna hear Kane Brown, yeah. like you're gonna hear Kane Brown, and then they're playing Randy Rogers right next. Like next, it's just it's gonna happen, right? So everybody kn- who listens to country music stations know all these people, and they're flabbergasted when they go outside the state and they're like, "What do you mean you don't know who Josh Abbott is?" Like, how do you not know who, you know, Aaron Watson is? This is ridiculous. And, and then, that's less common these days. It's getting there. Like, I think, like, Parker McCollum just can sell it any place he plays. I don't fucking like that yeah. guy. But and then he, you get into the – so you kind of – from there, you have to make – like, you have to make a conscious effort to get into the Americana side from there, but they're so close like it's a very fine line between listening to Pat Green and listening to Ray Wiley Hubbard. Like it doesn't take a lot to cross over cuz there's so much bleed, but like once well, you, you get to also turn into Josh Abbott band yeah. or Eli Young band. <laughs> yeah. So like you could go one of the directions and then it's like one of those that you 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 find your gateway drug, one of those guys that's like right on the border. And then you go, oh, I want to hear more stuff like this. And so then you get into like your 70s country and you go, oh, my God, what happened to this? And then you discover Drive-By or then you discover Zach Walter and the Cronkites or then you discover Dave. There you go, Slade Cleaves. Like, Slade like Cleaves that. and Corb Lund and Hayes Carl. And, you know, like then you just get into those. That's how you end up listening to 92.1 KMBT no matter where you are. And then you, you start are. making just like hard edge, like <laughs> no that guy's not for fucking me, and I'm not listening to his shit. And then you do a two-hour podcast on it called Kevin Fowler Sucks. <laughs> my my nephew, I remember this like a year or so ago, like, we're in my truck. I think we're going to see uh, William Clark Green in- uh, See, that's another good, like, right there Con-Can. on the border. We're seeing him in Concan, and it was, like, during COVID, which- with, like I, I think that's the first time I was like, I might have got it last night, was at this concert. But Oh, I that's didn't. yeah, that's when you all went to the Frio, right? Yeah, I didn't get it. But, um, you know, all the way it's like, hey, Uncle Cody, do you like I think Parker McCollum came to the radio. It's like, fuck, no. He's like, what? No, he's good. Everybody likes him. Like, like, dude, I don't blame you if you like him because you're 16. You're just trying to get your wiener touched. But I'm married. And I don't have to listen to him. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I have to listen to Luke Combs and I'm not even married yet. You're still trying to get your wiener touched. <laughs> Katie Musgraves. Like- I just, just, just kidding, Cody, Caitlin. He says it's touched appropriately. Cody's not allowed to uh, to go see Casey Musgraves in concert. I'm not. It's true. Why? Because I once like I once told Brittany like Yeah, let's step in my bucket list. Like you know, like that or hall pass list. And she's like, Well, I fucking hate her. <laughs> well, the only pro- what didn't she say it wasn't allowed to be because it's like it could actually happen. There's too good of a chance. <laughs> Like you I, could, yeah, uh, that was her argument. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I think you're overselling me, but that's 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 adorable. Cody, ten out of ten would bang you. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's more about like the fact that you could just go to a random taco joint in Austin on a Friday night and run into her, kind of thing. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Like, it's not like I could actually pull it off, but I could like at least drunkenly like grope her, maybe. Yeah. 
and then get arrested. It's yeah. I mean, it's there's so many musicians into in Austin. I mean, it's like going to that. Who did we go see? Uh, we went saw Dalton Domino. No, we went and saw Dalton oh. Domino and and. Uh, oh, in the audience was like Band of Heathens. And it was the lead singer. Yeah, it was one of the singers and guitarists for Band of Heathens. And then at Core Blunge, you had. Uh, Oh, Mickey, yeah, there. yeah, Mickey and, and John Cody. John Evans, yeah, John Evans was back there too. So like, it's just yeah. you had Mickey and Cody Braun back there from Mickey and the Motor Cars and Reckless Kelly, and then you had John Evans back there too, just hanging out. But you're gonna get Charlie Bishop to play your wedding, so that's that'll be cool. Oh, you missed that part. Yeah, we're not having a DJ. Uh, it is not we're like we're gonna do like a 15, 20 minute ceremony, and then we're basically gonna be like, all right. After party starts now, the place closes at 11. Y'all go have fun. Like, that's going to be our reception. Yeah, I think 11 p.m. is a great time to to, yeah. to do last call and rip a I shot. I think you'll find out the 11 p.m. is really late. Yeah, it is. We did. We found that out. So, yeah, because we're doing a four. Right now, the tentative plan is everybody shows up at 4. Wedding goes on at 4.30 at 5 o'clock. Y'all start getting hammered That'll and eating food. That'll change based on what the event says is the right sunset time for that. Don't Anyways, give it. I, don't give a, a shit. A whole different thing. Don't give a shit. We have the we have, as of right now we have the venue for twelve hours. We can make y'all as show a, up at noon and make y'all leave at midnight. <laughs> as a veteran married person and a uh, officiant and avid wedding attendee, I you've been really good about uh, change. Getting your rounds in for the circuit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I anyway, I've been to a lot of weddings. Let's talk some news. I want. I, I want to do. To? It. I want to. I don't think has anything happened. Yes. Yes. Nothing. Nothing yes. big. Just, well, since you know, the last time we recorded. Yeah. Are you talking about that thing where they want us to have babies, but there's also no formula on the shelves? Yes. Correct. <laughs> so I think I put it. I put but it also, up. Also, if you're a, a person that can't have one. Yeah. That right goes away. So I put it up in the group chat uh, today that kind of like what I wanted to center around is legislating morality because this is going to be fun uh, because all laws come from somewhere, right? And then um, the my body, my choice thing and how how pro-choice uses it versus anti-vax uses it or the anti- that seems Yeah, that seems like the gradual... discussion for that but the legislating morality so i think that we can agree that banning abortions tends to be like a it's a moral argument right yeah uh i i think that's how it's presented certainly aaron would you say that's kind of like a fair like that's how the right is framing it is my religion is doing this it's murder you're murdering babies it's immoral it's wrong adopt don't shop kind of thing i would agree with that so i kind of the dogs i fucking hate that like i'll get the dog i want you can fuck (laughs) off because my yard my choice yeah nice you're a terrible human being um but i started thinking about it on the way home and i was like well they're just legislating morality i was like they're they're doing nothing more than taking their personal morals and their religion and forcing it into legislation and legalizing it or illegalizing it. Um, and then I started thinking about it. And I go, well, like every law that's passed is based on a set of social 
norms and norms. social morals, right? So, like, at what point did we decide that stealing is wrong? And were there people that would stand up and say, no, stealing's okay because... Today, that actually is an argument. I saw it today on Twitter. <laughs> it's one of those deals where a uh, a woman and her child died in a car, a, a police car chase because they're like somewhere, like a Walgreens or a Target or some shit, and a call goes in the police like, hey, this woman's stealing, and the police chase her. And uh, some combination of mother and child die in this police car chase, and it's like, hey, uh, why the fuck are we policing poverty? And so, like, what they're really saying there is like, hey, you should be able to steal if you can't afford it. It's, I mean, that's the slope it goes to, right? Yeah. Like, this well, is not what I'm saying. I'm. This is what I read. Well, I, they're like, hey, you're policing poverty by it. I think you're certainly policing. The fact that it got to a car chase to me is where it's like. That seems like a justice isn't being served here, nor is like the community. <coughs> if it's a damn car chase over like a shopping cart of formula and diapers and maybe some fucking bread, but I also don't want to normalize stealing. So you're like so hanging I, high. Stealing was just an example, but every like every law is based on a set of morals, right? Murder is illegal. Stealing is illegal. Um, in some states, marrying your cousin is illegal. Uh, showing, you know, it, like everything is based upon some kind of morality. Um, and then, like, what? At what point do we decide? By no, by, and by no means am I justifying a potential decision on Roe v. Wade at this point. But it just, I kind of started that slippery slope of like, well, they're just. Le- they're just they're doing laws based off their own personal morals and da 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 and I go well like but this one is too and this one and this one which sounds the foundation for these three and this like the all base laws are just a collective set of morals that we've just said okay us as a society have decided this is above and below our moral standards can I ask you a question yeah <coughs> what is your argument against Roe v. Wade, if you could come up with one. What bothers you so about that Roe Supreme v. Court decision? Well, it's not a decision yet, right? Like, it's still an opinion. Draft. It's a draft to potentially overturn it. So it's still, Roe v. Wade's still in effect. Um, and we need to understand that Roe v. Wade is more about privacy than it is about legalizing abortions. Um, like, it, yeah, it, the pattern or the precedent is there for abortion is privacy yeah but the precedent is privacy it also regulates uh it's what helped enable interracial marriages like normalizing that it's what helps um normalizing same-sex marriages um like there's a lot that goes into it my problem with a potential um overturning of roe v wade and caitlin and i had this conversation because she did not understand and nothing against her she just didn't understand what roe v wade was didn't understand the implications and (coughs) we talked about it and i said you know if this gets overturned my decision to want to have children with you is going to be extremely affected by the state that we live in so 
depending on what North Carolina says about um, depending on what North Carolina says about abortion. North Carolina's been very trending right. Uh, the transgenders, you know, bans things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and she goes, "Well, you're saying that like if we got pregnant, you'd want to have abortion." I said, "And that's that's where I was like, no, that's it's not about that. What well, happens? You have a choice to no. What what happens if you have an ectopic pregnancy? What happens if something happens in the third trimester and the the fetus dies inside of you and you become septic. What happens? And all of a sudden, that fetus is weighed more than you by the state. <laughs> what happens to all these things that you're going to go to prison just for saving your life? And I go, for me, I don't think that's a. It's worth even risking you having to make a decision of murder by the state determining this is murder so we can have a kid right and that that in my mind was this is the issue i have with it is people like me who are considering having a family going i want to but i don't want to risk losing you to prison or having to decide that i have to keep my kid and let my wife die so i don't go to prison and my wife doesn't go to prison because we decided to have an abortion to save my wife's life yeah life is not a fucking tim mcgraw song yeah that aaron does that answer your question yeah, I think it does. I don't know. I, I, I did get to. I bought a new shirt when I was in the gym the other uh, yesterday. I was on the old phone. I found a cool one that says "Against Abortion, Don't Get One," um, and that's kind of it's a super basic. That's the only shirt I want you to wear the entire two weeks that you're <laughs> staying with the Walkers. Yeah, I, um, it's a super basic like idealization of it, but. Um, I've said it on here before. I, I think there's I have an issue with people legislating their religion, not necessarily their morals. Yeah, I, you know, <coughs> abortion is I think um, so. The mindset around it should be like it should be safe, legal, and hopefully rare. And I kind of stand by that. Um, I, I think an elective seven seven month abortion is kind of fucked up, but I mean. If it's something where it's the life of the mother over the child type thing, yeah, I'm like, nah, like, mom needs to stay alive, in my opinion, or at least have the option to stay alive, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, I think in Texas there's a six-week ban or attempted six-week ban, and most women, I think we talked about this a few, was it last year, a few months back, something like that. Where most women don't even know they're pregnant until well past six weeks. Like, it's, they don't even know they've missed a period because of how they measure pregnancy. It's two weeks after your last known period or some shit like that. I'm, I'm probably butchering that, but that's the gist of it. So, yeah, like, th- there should be a window where you're allowed to make that decision because there is no help. If you, as a woman, uh, you meet. I won't pick on Aaron. You meet JM at, at uh at the the, the Core Blunt concert, and he takes you to the the porta potty and gives you a good old Jones and a good old JM Jones <laughs> and best thirty seconds nev- of your life. And then you know he never calls you again. He he's lost <laughs> in the wind, and you just like have a child, and you you don't know it. Like you're like, oh yeah, I had a good time last night. Wish that guy would have fucking like gave me his number, but whatever. And then. 
eight weeks go by, and you're like, I haven't had a period since I banged that guy at the Corp One concert with a weird mustache. And you know, you know, time goes on. You're like, it was a weird fuck. mustache, but you definitely fucked that guy again. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's a fuck old mustache. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. You know, I should pee on a stick. I've not, I've not had my period in a few weeks. And then, yeah, oh shit, I'm pregnant. You get it confirmed, you're pregnant. And there, unless he swoops back in, there is no help. There is no help. The the state, certainly in Texas, the state will not help you easily like they'll come kicking dragging screaming there is no affordable daycare (coughs) daycare is expensive as shit so if you didn't already have a well-paying job uh you're probably moving in with your parents and hoping that you can have some help while you do a part-time job because it's too expensive for them daycare there's limited access to child care uh formula is non-existent in the state of texas uh i can keep going on and on here um there's no help like even if you were a woman who had her shit together with that well-paying job, there's a good chance that your company only offers you the bare minimum of three months paid leave for maternity. And you could do like another 12 weeks or so, but it's unpaid. It just means they're going to keep your job for you. Uh, there's a lot out there. And th- I keep saying there is no help. So the pro-life movement fucking sucks. Every butthole in the world. Even if you like buttholes, I'm talking about every butthole, like the bad ones too. And yeah, I guess the reason I ask you this question in the first place is like, like once it's out, it's fucking over. How can we justify the pro-life movement? Period. They want to take every kind of away from illegal immigrants in Mexico. Sorry, I I I will get animated. I'll stop. No, you're good. You're good. I I, because I think it all adds to the argument. But it's not. It's not pro-life. It's it's pro. It's not pro-life. Pregnancy. No, it's it's not pro- Pro-fetus. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it is pro- We made our minds up X amount of years ago, and we're not changing. Because if it was pro-life, all these, there would be programs for, there would be programs to sustain the child after birth. Um, you know, th- these are the same people that want to drug test people on welfare, Right. Um, yeah. that it's it's not pro-life. It's you can't do this because I'm misinterpreting a book that says smashing babies against rocks was okay. That the God who says the God who says I can't have an abortion is also well, the God who went the through firstborn. You can you can abort the firstborn because that's what they did for like Moses. Yeah, that you can't that <laughs> the book the book that allowed daughters to get impregnated by their father says that I can't kill a baby because of medical or reasons wear, or eat cr- or eat shellfish or wear one ty- or more than one type of fabric and I am I am strong in my Christian faith however I also understand okay. that <laughs> that there is no you don't get to pick and choose like it says things and you have to do that and the pro-life movement is it's not pro-life it's I don't know. It's it's grandstanding is all it is. It's this is this is a hot political topic and if it wasn't a hot political topic, this would not be a this would not be a stance of anybody that they would care about. I <coughs> I you know what? I'm all about it. You want to ban abortion? Great. Do it. And then you you backdate 
you backdate um, child support child support to the moment of conception. And you make it to where you can garnish fucking wages immediately. Yeah. Immediately. If you if everyone's forced to go to term with the everyone is forced to go to term with the baby, then there's repercussions for <laughs> the uh, the dick. The dick involved is held accountable. I think um, one of the more interesting conversations that I've heard recently was, uh, and the reason I brought up Lex Friedman is, is uh, I've obviously been listening to him a lot lately, but um, he did a podcast uh, maybe a year a year ago, and he he loves to talk about all of these big uh, philosophical uh, movements or or maybe um, really religious components as well as the aliens and DMT much like your Joe Rogan and one question that he asked was on the subject of religion and, and what he's driving at and what he's driving at is what do you believe and the person that he was interviewing, and I, I forget his name now, but he basically said, like, look, I, I grew up Christian. These are all of the things that I absolutely appreciate about Christianity. Uh, let's talk about it. Like, you have somebody that's persecuted for defying government and supporting people that are impoverished at the lowest level, whether you be a, a sex worker or a common criminal you are not granted a second chance. And he goes, all of these things, I think, lend themselves to what society needs today. And he follows up with that, and he says, but there there are bigger points that I have problems with, and that's kind of like the resurrection from life. Like, why can't we just um, love the idea of a Jesus Christ that, that passed away peacefully, but we have this kind of like fantasy involvement with the resurrection. And I guess that's where my faith kind of got shelved for the last 15, 20 years. Like, man, I I had this moment when I was a teenager where, where you couldn't have found a bigger believer. And this is God's word. It's in your hand. It's weird that it's leather bound or maybe plastic bound if you got a free one from the uh, evangelical influencer style Walmart church. But this is the word of God, right? So we have to do what he says. So, you know, it's all very disconcerting, especially when you kind of get um, mixed messages from that. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, I mean, like it's been thousands and thousands of years since, since Jesus Christ and Pontius Pilate Oh. Things have changed a bit. Yeah. I think a big issue I have is in a world where essentially Congress, whether that's Senate or the House, is damn near a just a lock split. Let's call it spade so a spade. Like who those gets, people who are corrupt pick? on their own already. Like oh, they're can, all pieces of shit. But I mean my yeah. my real thing is like so we're dictating American society, like these are representation and it's essentially call half and half it's like well fuck if it's damn near half half representation then who really gets to 
like we get to like legislate morality based on a fifty-one forty-nine vote, and they were all fucked. Oh, uh, you're talking, yeah, but that's why we have a representative or not a representative democracy. We have a representative republic and not a democracy, because democracy is no, majority rule, right? Like, essentially, yeah, the two chambers, right? <laughs> yep. And you know they have to agree on shit to go forward. So if they do re, essentially a lot of these a lot of these laws, like all right, yeah, well it passed, co- you know, passed Congress at this level, then it passed. Senate, it's like, oh, it's a fifty-one forty-nine majority, so that's the rule, that's the law of the land. You're like, well, that's just so fucking close. <laughs> well, that's why you gotta have the one man. And by the way, that one man came from a district of five hundred thousand people, and it beat a district of two million people. So that's actually really, that's actually really funny. You say that. Uh, I I saw a cool infographic today about um, Congress, right? Am I saying this? No, the senators. Senators. Two senators per state. I'm going to grab a beer. I'll be right back, guys. Oh, you're going to love... You're, you're going you're, you're gonna to miss this okay, awesome well, math. Okay, well, then I won't miss this. So, Sorry. two senators per state, right? A person in uh, Wyoming? I think it was Wyoming. A person in Wyoming, their vote is 68 times more powerful than a person in California. Yeah. Because... For ev- a a senator in Wyoming represents three point oh eight people, three point six five, three point something people for every million people in the state. And that three some odd people, guess what? Like point five zero point one percent of them hate that representative. And in California, in California, the si- the same senator represents point zero seven of a person. Hmm. So because why I think it's Wyoming. It's Wyoming, and, Montana, and something Diane like that. Feinstein has no idea where she is these days. She's eighty nine years old. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. It's Can I have my cup of milk? Yeah. I don't disagree with a lot of it. That one of my favorite uh one of my favorite things to talk about when we when we get on these discussions with, I, I said legislating morality at the beginning, um, and I knew what I was going to drive it towards, which is always legislating religion, um, is Ray Wiley Hubbard's quote from Conversation with the Devil, uh, where he says, what you won't find up in heaven are Christian coalition, right-wing conservatives, country program directors, and Nashville <laughs> record executives. Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's the hypocrisy of it, right? And it goes to exactly what Aaron's saying. It's the. It's Ima- not. Imagine pro-life. knowing for a fact, like, you just have the ability to know for a fact how many abortions have been funded by sitting reps or senators. Because I think it would be astonishing to their voters. <laughs> I, 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 I did see. What I think is amazing is that we have so many people. That are against it, and I can see such a pragmatic view of it. And I wonder, I I wonder so much about the people in this country. Are we so disillusioned to to pragmatic values? Which is to say, like, come on, like, if somebody's not fit for this, if there's an inherent danger to the mother's life, if if you just change your mind. Why is this such a big deal? Well, people are afraid to change their mind because, like, once you 
You can't because then people say you flip flop. People will never say that you you're grew. Not, you're not allowed to mature. In yeah, your, nobody ever is going to say that you grew. My mom flip-flops at the television every time John Kerry came on TV. And this is before my mom flipped from conservative to, to liberal. And she was like, John Kerry's a flip-flop. She'd throw, <laughs> she'd throw, I don't think she actually threw a flip-flop, but she really wanted to. <laughs> She's that like, was the you big see this, Aaron? Then. This is John Kerry, a flip-flop. He doesn't don't know, you know what he wants. That's because she's Canadian now. Yeah. <laughs> That's she's, right. Well, North Dakota's not far from Canada. <coughs> she's married to a Canuck. Um, I mean, I, like by the <laughs> by the numbers, <laughs> by the numbers, Planned Parenthood distributes about two million people with um, with birth control information and services every year. Well, and on um, that note, JM, I mean, I'm sure everyone here has seen so like. The moment like Roe v. Wade was like, oh yeah, there's a draft. They're gonna fucking overthrow it. It was blood in the water for all these state legislators. Like, oh yeah, that's that's good because we're gonna ban IEDs. We're gonna ban birth control. <laughs> like all of a sudden, there's like, yeah, we're gonna fucking ban it all. Like you're having these babies. But like, we're also gonna get, get go ahead and get rid of the uh, the Obamacare and whatever kind of <coughs> federal state assistance. That you could ever need because you are a low-income family. Yeah, and let's talk about no support. Yeah, let's talk about the, how to, once it's the a, baby's it's born. It's a cascading effect of a cascading effect of a nightmare. Yeah, let's once, talk about how to the bankrupt born, your it's district. Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you say no? Why didn't you use a condom? It's like, well, fuck. You still would have made me make have this baby if I used the condom and the condom broke. So it's it's getting back to a Puritan state where the only the only moral the way only to people have are allowed to have sex are married. the people that have money. No, that are married. And it's for having kids. They're married. It can only be in missionary position, only for the sole purpose of having kids, and not it's, nobody's allowed to enjoy it. And so help you God, the lights <coughs> have better been off. That's right. No music, no dancing prior to. Um, separate beds. Good night, Bill Withers. You will not be putting us to bed tonight. From C to signing she, C, it'll just be the town from Footloose. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast is is going to disagree that. No, I mean we're just like we're just fully shielding ourselves right now. No, I don't think anybody's. Yeah, gonna, that's, that's no. That's, what I'm saying is why I asked the question like why should we overturn. Roe v. Wade, and we shouldn't because a lot of it, there's so shouldn't. much there's so much of it that's about that's about women's health too. Um, and again, like I was talking about, you know, there's a I if this happens, and I'm still living in North Carolina when Caitlin and I decide to have a kid, it's going to be a like a very long discussion and some serious thought about okay, we are this age, our chances for this happening go up, like. Are we willing to take the risk that I, this isn't going to be blue collar or white collar white co- what do they call it in office space white collar prison? This is going to be blue collar pound me in the butt prison. Well, not for you, just for Caitlin. So that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> Unless I drove her to get it right, then I'm an accomplice to murder. With that mustache, you wouldn't stand yeah. a chance. I don't know. Um. And this rolled into the my body to my choice. Don't thing. let your children grow up to be cowboys. Anywhere oh. near 
Yeah, my I've been my complimented. Choice. So now those are both fucking. So much. Now, now those are just a football being passed back and forth. So no, it's like, so I and I thought about this. I thought about this. So I decided to get an abortion. It's my body, my choice. It affects nobody else directly. Like it, like physically affects nobody else other than my body. Are you getting ready to make a parallel when when folks were saying my body, my choice, and they don't want to wear a mask when they cough or sneeze? I don't want to wear. I don't want to wear a mask because I'm getting sick. Is my body your choice? Have we talked about the mask stuff before? Where it's like I uh, the first time I was exposed to masks, I was in Korea, and I was like, oh. This is what's culturally appropriate when you're sick. And then all of a sudden the coronavirus is happening. And this was bizarre, man. When I got the coronavirus, I told a friend of mine, like, look, I'm not a naysayer, but I'm also not going to let vaccines get political. I am vaccinated. I don't know if it starts with a P, a J, or a, an M, you know. Maybe a PBJ. PB and J. Maybe P and B. And so they were like, okay, so are, do you not believe the vaccine is real? Like, or, or, the, or the virus is real? I was like, no, I believe the vaccine is real. Or the, va- or the virus is real. The virus is the real. The virus is real. My problem is, my problem is, is that I think that I'm impervious to being hurt, much like I did what, when I was in my 20s. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm laid up for three or four days and it takes me seven or eight days to recover from it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm impervious to pain because I've never been fucked up before or whatever, you know? So, uh, on, uh, to get into Belize, we just had a show, Proof Vaccination. I've got that. I've had three shots. That's probably all I'm doing. I'm not doing anymore. I'm good. But, so like, oh yeah, like we're cool we're just gonna go we're vaccinated it's like all right well we're like well it says like maybe we have to take a test to get out of the country like to go back to the u.s like 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 surely like you know uh. so we do like mon so monday morning like at 8 a.m we roll into the front lobby and they've got like a lady at a table and you have to go and like it's the full-on nose swab and we're just fucking sweating. She's like, this is it. Like, she's like, I, every time I take a test, I pop hot. Like, cause she. Oh yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like she for real had it once. And then. That's when so, she thought we had it and was mad that we didn't have it. And... Yeah. And then she thought she had it. Well, the <laughs> hospital did a rapid test on her when she had preterm, pre- preterm labor. Yep. And like, so she popped hot. So we had to like ride separate. And if I left her. Oh my uh, God. I remember her that. bed. I couldn't go back in. So she's like, it's going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to pop hot. <laughs> so we're both sweating. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's my time. Maybe finally it came for me because I've never had it. I haven't either that I know of. That I, Yeah. Then, yeah. That's a good preface. I'm like, to my knowledge, to I have never had it. I so may have been asymptomatic and had it, but I've never I'm tested assu- hot for I'm it. I'm honestly assuming that I had to have been asymptomatic. I think I, I think I got it New Year's Eve. I don't know, but um, you know, so luckily we both pa- we both pass it, but like we're both fairly certain. It's like I bet all those tests they have are like already like contaminated because it'd be such so bad for business <laughs> if everybody was popping fucking hot on the way out and they were like stuck because th- we had to buy for like eighteen bucks a person 
a traveler's health insurance and it's supposed to like cover your cost of help you cover the cost of your stay if you had to stay longer. Gotcha. But I'm pretty sure that if like we couldn't have stayed at the resort because they're going to be booked. So I think we had to stay at like some like absolutely dangerous motel in Belize city where I, where like we just like take fire, uh, fire watch fire guard on the door. <laughs> just like making sure no one came to fucking murder us. When you, when you check in, they also issue like a Benelli. Yeah. Yeah. Something. But <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you know what you're saying about, I was like, yeah, like I just had to like maybe stay like, we would have been so fucking mad if we had to stay in country longer because of COVID. But I guess that's also a risk of traveling when there's still COVID. We're assholes. We travel during COVID, I guess. Oh, Someone being, would say that. Someone would absolutely tell us like, was we're it, assholes. L- let me ask you this. Was it, was it an acceptable amount of risk? I've been risking since COVID in started. 20, I'm not the right person tw- to ask. In 2020, it would not have been. Fair enough. In 2020, we, I mean, yeah, Cody, did we do some sketchy shit the during COVID? The entire time. Well, I mean, like. We wore I didn't, masks where we had to wear masks, of course. I didn't, that re- wasn't an issue. But, but, but you every time I met with a friend that I wasn't, we like, sure shit, like, went in out immediate still. contact with, like, I was like, I better not tell my roommate about this. He's gonna be super. So, I was at Cody's. On I was at Cody's who swear house. They've not gone out of the house in over two and a half years. There's people who swear they've not gone to a restaurant. They haven't gone to a grocery store in two years. So I went to Cody's house. We went to Cody's house every Girl, Wednesday. It's like that. But I, I guess you know we did go to the gym until well until they forced the gym to close. Forced and it. then you and then you and I went out running, but. Really, until stuff opened back up, I don't know that I I'm you. I didn't really go out a whole lot. We go like Mesquite Creek. You can't go out. You'd go to your buddy's house. That was cool with you coming. Well, over. that was like I went to Cody's house, and that was it. Oh yeah, I I hate to bring it up right now, but rest in peace to the squat rack. Oh shit! Did you break it? Nah, I sold it. It wasn't what I wanted anymore, and I've been at the gym, and it was taking up space that I need for strollers. <laughs> So you're saying you should have bought the power rack from me when you had the chance. Not that power rack. Uh, yeah, well, you missed out. You got the power rack that, that uh, is appropriate. My wife's got a power rack. No? hey hey <laughs> God bless Brittany. I'm more of a power bottom. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, hey, guys, I, I, I've beaten up the, uh, the conversation on the Roe v. Wade. And I, I'm ashamed. I could talk that, about it for three yeah, hours. This is the, four hours. That this is where we're. This is where we're at as a country. But like, I, I want to go. What kind of like? Well, if they're truly pro-life, why aren't they doing what they're doing in Europe, where they pro- they promote motherhood and parenthood? But that's a. Well, because yeah, like, Europe, what, what Europeans are, your, are communist. Bullet points, they're socialist. You know? oh. They're fascist. Social fascist, commie, Marxist. Because anybody who's not American is a socialist. That is like the talking point. If you're not American, um, who else do they point to? Uh, Russian or Chinese, you're a socialist. Yeah, but the right likes Russia. I know. Which is weird because they're so... They're communist? Anti-commie. Well, like, so because so Russia's communist? not a communist anymore. It's more, but is it, it is a... Com- well, Russia essentially is a fascist <sighs> state in the sense that the... The head of the government controls the. Eco- it's yeah. a very closed economy still, so it's 
they're dictating to the corporations how to run it and that's what makes a fascist state like nazi germany was a fascist state because hitler could command to the different industries like this is what we're making and they're like cool boss got it and that's why volkswagens are totally awesome Whereas so what's their shtick? We just hate Uyghurs, or yeah, we. Whereas we don't yeah. get me started on Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, is there any country outside of the United States that Republicans like? Uh, Russia. They, oh, Brazil. The British. Brazil. Do we like the UK? Uh, I think sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes they do. When Tony Blair's. When Tony Blair is the guy, Brexit. They, like it. they they liked it for Brexit. They liked right? Brexit. We liked Brexit. Australia? Uh, Did they like Australia? I think mm, I don't know. Land of the Oz is is okay. Well, would, no, they don't like it anymore since so the here's gun the stuff. Really like the one they would liked, and the Anzac is the whole like New Zealand Australia uh, situation. But also the problem with the U.S. in terms of the Anzac is that. China is really pushing their their economic uh, campaign very hard, and Australia sees an opportunity for economic growth with China, despite China's like very obvious transgressions and the nuclear as, subs. In, in terms of like, I mean, like we can start with the the Wuhan uh, Institute of Technology. Virology. Oh. And we can also talk about the uh, the Uyghurs, which is, again, another obvious abuse of human rights. So th- there is some obvious issues there. But <coughs> Australia is a very small country, but they do account for quite a bit. But Australia also has taken steps to solidify military partnerships with Oh, the Republicans US. love them some Saudi Arabia, bro. Oh, Republicans and Israel. do love Saudi Arabia. And, and Israel. Dubai. And Israel. Israel, too. Oh, man, did you hear about the American journalist that got killed? She got murked um, bad. Yeah. she By the IDF. What, what was the headline that everyone just, like, totally fucking tore apart? She was killed by a bullet. She's like, oh. Yeah. Killed by a bullet. Yeah. Uh, by the IDF. She was one of, I don't think it was IDF. I think she was shot. And they covered it up with IDF, I thought. So you're I saying, saying the wrong? IDF covered it up? Israeli Defense Force? So you're saying a Palestinian Oh, no, no, no. I, no I'm Israeli sorry. Defense Force. Yeah, no, IDF and direct fire. Okay. Yeah, In this case, understood. Aaron was referring to Israeli Defense Forces. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't think she was killed by IDF. I thought she was shot, and maybe like you're, they're saying the IDF covered it up, but like, no. I was like, no, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure she, I don't think she got taken out by like a mortar or an artillery round. I'm pretty sure she got. Yeah, for those of you who aren't, <laughs> those of you who didn't just get out of a field exercise and aren't about to go back into a field exercise in the middle of July, IDF stands for oh no, indirect Where are you fire. Going in July, fucking I'm guess here. Okay, <coughs> that's still gonna eleven, suck. Eleven, eleven days in the eleven days in the field because the other platoon sergeant's one a piece of shit snake, but two is PCSing. At least you're not going back to Louisiana in July. That would fucking no, suck. Fuck no. I'm going to be here in North Carolina in July. I would get you pregnant so you can be on maternity leave. I'm going to the Cape Cod like the or up until the day prior. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. going to be in Cape Cod. Weird. I'm going w- weird. I think I'm going with you. Yeah, same. <laughs> cool. Come on out. We're going to go to we're going to go see a uh 
Yankees Red Sox game at Fenway. Ooh, it's only like two and a half hours away. If there's an invitation, I'd absolutely take advantage of it. But yeah, I, th- I too, think it's too much I think it's just gonna be me and Caitlin. Her folks may be there too. I don't know. It's oh. their house. It's her folks' house in Cape Cod. I don't Another diversion. Everybody come Connor out. took has taken like <coughs> two steps. So about to have walkers up in this bitch. Ooh, are, well, I mean, when was the last time you had the walkers up in that bitch? Like the Brenda Mark walkers. <laughs> Get it? Ah <laughs> uh, man, there's like a. It's like a cold feud in Wahlberg between like the people who supported the expansion of the church and who didn't, and uh, the Walkers on the didn't side. So of course, there there's, like, there's like a whole cold war going on of, over there. They're gonna get super upset when we do my batch my quote unquote bachelor party where we drink beer and cook brisket and ribs over at uh, Mark and Jenny's house. My mom was asking where you'd want to do that at, and I was like, eh, probably the Walkers. I don't know. Yeah, I think y'all. I think y'all are gonna have the the bigger pit and more facilities. There's a lot of facilities. Yeah, because I told them they can't do Howl at the Moon. Honestly, I feel like we should probably not do it this year, but I don't know. Whatever. Oh, shit. Howl at the Moon. Is that that weekend? Yeah, it's usually around. It's usually that one or the weekend after. And That's I don't what I was thinking. I so many things these days. Didn't we do your wedding like right before Howl at the Moon? We didn't do Howl at the Moon that year because of the wedding. Well, okay. I was oh. thinking that we had we had something where we did how where we did something in like the next weekend was Hell at the Moon. Yeah, shit. Maybe you're right. Maybe we did do a mini Hell at the Moon. I, I think it was. Anyway, so whatever. Here's we a, digress. Here's the real question. You know, we've already exhausted the news. Um, w- did you interpret Andrew as bowing out of officiating today, or how did you Ooh. read that? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, so. Caitlin and I said we weren't baseball. having, <laughs> we weren't having a, we weren't having a bridal party, right? And then Caitlin's like, "Well, I've had this girl who's been like my best friend since I was 10. I went, "Oh shit!" And she goes, "I'd like her to stand by my side. Can you find somebody?" And I was like, "Yes, I can. I just don't know who it's going to be." Just, I like the nice so, idea. So basically, what I did was I took Aaron and Cody, and I took uh, three of my good. I took three of my best friends from middle school, high school, Who's and... the third guy? Was that a potter? No. So, it's Aaron and Cody. It's Jason Riley. It's Jason Matt Weaver. Riley. Can I stop you real quick? I Anybody I that. that wasn't JM or Cody in this group chat, I all thought were the same person, yeah. by the way. So, I've been treating it all as the same. So there's five of us in this group chat, and I text him this morning at like 7.30 a.m. my time. I'm like, hey, guys, so I was told I need to have somebody stand by my side. I don't know who to pick. Um, y'all fight over it. Let's figure this out collectively. And, everyone, and everyone's like, no, you do it. No, you do it. I know. Oh, I'll back out. You should do it. Like, So that's been the fucking but, conversation. Yeah, but really, it's it's more of like everybody in this was gonna be in my bridal party anyways. Um, so it's a good way to like, it's kind of y'all are the main group that I want to do the bachelor party with. Like, hey, I only know that. the three of you guys. I would say Cody should do it because Cody and you have a long-standing relationship. Yes, yeah, so, that's my opinion. So there's a guy. There's a guy in that chat I've known since I was. Uh, oh, 11. you've known Weaver and Riley I've known, and Andrew since. You so were I've known. It sounds like all of us should go do. So I've known. Voice trip. I've known Weaver since and the summer before sixth grade. I met Jason the summer. I met Jason in seventh grade, and I met Andrew like officially in ninth grade. 
uh, I didn't meet Cody until 2000 and like uh, 2009, I think something like that. Two thousand most like piv- I'm also most pivotal part of your life. So there is, and that. then and then Aaron, I didn't meet you until January of fifteen. Small flex. Uh, Small flex. However, the guy that I was like, yo, we should just make Depot. I've known Depot since I was six. So I've known Danny for thirty years. I so it's I was dead serious. I told you I was typing out like, dude, fucking Depot. This is obvious. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Not how it's kidding happen. with you. And I was typing that as you were like, oh, I could just say. You said something. You, it was funny, but you're like, oh, could we just Depot? I'm like, I said, yeah, we could yeah. all just pick. Can we vote on it, and then Cody can have two votes: one for Cody, one for Aaron. Sure, that's why Co- Cody was. Oh, someone's got to walk the someone's got to walk the moms down. So you have ushers. Goddamn right! They can fucking walk their the breast ushers. teacher in town's going to be there. Oh, can, yeah. Well, we're not having well, we're not having a bridal party. It's well, going to be like everybody sit yourselves, and then like there's no music or anything, y'all. It's what? how are you going to know what to do? What? God damn it! This is how men decide how weddings go, and this is what makes it so fucking complicated. No, we're not. Bro. This is what we decided. It's everybody show oh, up. Okay, like. Caitlin and I are going to be standing up there with our people and the officiant, and then we're going to go, hey, welcome everybody to the wedding. Let's do this. And the officiant is who? I don't know. That's between you and Andrew to figure out. Damn. It really just depends because Andrew's going to want to do like the three months of marriage counseling. And he's yeah, going to have to. For a while there, I was the obvious choice because he would have to do that. But now it's in Texas, so now it's like, well, fuck. Well, like, I've got to have it. I'm gonna have to have a Texas wedding. I'm gonna have to have a Texas, uh, whatever you call it, right? Marriage license. Marriage license. Does yes. that mean I need to buy like a a flat brim cowboy hat and a six shooter? Uh, if you'd read, if you had read the, if you'd read the uh, website I sent out about people from out of town, it would tell you that out of towners have already been paired up with a local who are going to be given an unflattering photo of you. And a brief bio and a general hat size. So when you land on the plane, you're going to receive your plastic cowboy hat. They're going to take you to a boot store to get you fitted. And then you're going to have your choice of Mexican food or barbecue to eat immediately following. And the good news is we j- a boot. So DSW closed down in Wolf Ranch and there's now a boot barn. Well, everybody's going to fly into Bergstrom anyway. There's a boot barn down the street from where I live. Come on, man. Help me out. Everybody's going to fly. Everybody's well, going to fly. In that case, Aaron, I would obviously take you to Callahan's. Either to, <laughs> to Callahan's. To either Tractor Supply. <laughs> tractor Supply. We have Tractor Supply well, here, too. Just tell What's Aaron, the one by. Aaron, isn't it Callahan's that's by the airport? That's the general store, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take them by Callahan's. Aaron, I would Bless. obviously take oh, yeah. you to fucking Allen's Boots on South Congress so you can get a picture of the big boot. I go to Allen's all the time, the one in Round Rock, though. I go there, too. And that's where I'm going to tell Brittany to get my Ladies my and gentlemen, Father's the, Day uh, gift because I need uh, the audience. Wallet. I have to figure out how to dress up. Texan. It's oh, all. It, you got Cody, it, or Aaron, Any and all recommendations. It's basically what, you're, it's what you're wearing right now. So JM scared me of the tire. He said people wear short sleeve sh- button up shirts. I'm like, oh, God. That's just a bunch of dorks. Yeah. I said khakis and a short. But you know shirt. what? If I'm not the efficient, that means I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I don't care what you'll wear. Look, it's 150. 
it's 156 it sounds, days it away. It sounds low stress. So it does sound low stress. It's trying to be low stress. I, I was being Let funny. me paint the no, picture for you stress. of what October 15th could be. October oh, guess 15th where Ka- could be. Guess where Caitlin wants to go on. 100 degrees, or it could be 50. It's usually not colder than 50, but it could be 100, but also could be 50. We have no yeah. idea. <laughs> we have zero fucking clue. So when JM says he has to fly out two weeks before, that means he has to pack sort of wintry clothes and summer clothes. Oh, I'm not flying out. I'm driving out <laughs> so I can pack everything with me. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. And guess where Caitlin wants to go the night prior to the wedding? Office lounge. No, she wants to go to the beer garden. I was like, that's right in the middle of Oktoberfest. And she goes, perfect. Oh, so yeah, she wants... Dope. She wants like everybody coming in town. She all wants to go to Wahlberg to the beer garden. No, I think where are you I guys staying? Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know what we're gonna do yet. I'm thinking about grabbing us an Airbnb for the weekend. The Sheraton right here could be good too. That's actually we've got a proposal in for room rates for the Sheraton for everybody out of town. Yeah. I okay. think I have one more weird story. Not not weird, but I have another story because I haven't talked to y'all since last week. No, we're only an hour twenty minutes. We got time. So, I th- Aaron, I don't know if you're familiar, but I think JM is that a uh, good friend of mine from OCS committed suicide. Um, Loud, before right? My wedding. Yeah. Right before my wedding. Uh, not right. A few months before. You know, so we had talked. He's like, hey, you know, I've got your save a date. It was on his fridge. Like when we visited him in Hawaii, like is there all that stuff. So he commits suicide and. You know, I've his family is sort of like they had a Facebook group. They've befriended me on Facebook. You know, it's like they they want to like get a little taste of the people who are important to their son who died, right? So I get this text message a few or sort of a Facebook message uh, a few months back, so, like from his dad, uh, Daniel Lyle's dad, Steve, and I've talked to. Uh, his mom, uh, she's even sent out gifts for the kids. So, like, you know, I've, I've been in touch with his family a little bit. But his dad says, like, hey, uh, Cody, I, I'm i going to go. I want to go across the country and meet Daniel's friends. So I was like, oh. Uh, shit, okay, yeah. He's like, I, you know, I want to come visit you and Brittany and meet your kids. So I'm like, oh. All right, yeah, man, you're you're more than welcome. So, uh, yeah, the the Monday before we went to Belize, this uh, this man I've never met got in his car uh, from San Francisco and drove to Georgetown, Texas, just to meet me, and my family, and like get maybe some more context about his son that maybe he didn't have. And so he showed up, and he's super nice, super cool. He did make me watch 20 out of 40 minutes of a memorial video from the uh, from the funeral, which that was that was rough. But it was kind of, at the same time I could fill in some some faces and names for him because, you know, I could see some like photos of me and Lau from like like OCS and like afterwards and all that kind of shit. So that's that was cool. It's like, it's like, yeah, I know these guys. So I filled in some blanks. So it was um, it was a really cool experience a little weird just because i've never met this guy and i i wasn't sure what he was looking for when he said he was coming but i think it's it was very interesting just to be part of one man's path towards closure on his 
ver- his son dying, someone who was a rising, like apparently I didn't know this, he was just got accepted for a slot, a major slot at the U.S. embassy in China, like one of the embassies in China. I was like, what the fuck? And like, so like that's, that's pretty those, dope. That's one of those deals where they have such a hard time understanding why he did what he did. He's like, he had nothing but nothing but possibility ahead of him. And, and that, that's sad, but you, you don't know what one struggle is. And, you know, it gave me a little bit of closure. Cause I was just like, fuck, you know, I wish I would have, you know, called more maybe. And he's like, no, like people who we talked to every day had no idea. Like it was just hidden. No one knew. He was giving people advice and advising them <laughs> up until two hours before he did what he did. So, no, I just felt like that's kind of like an interesting story. Um, I hope none of y'all ever have to deal with it. I hope all y'all's friends get help <laughs> if they need it, that kind of thing. But, yeah, it was, it was super interesting. Um, I did lose my faith in humanity once that night which was an overall very positive experience. Um, we were at uh, El Monumento in Georgetown, and Daniel Lau's dad is Chinese. And so Did somebody saying, say gracias to him? No, worse, J.M. Oh. We're, we're at El Monumento, and he's got a goatee. He's wearing a hat. And this drunk redneck couple, they're definitely very, very redneck. Like, the husband's just drinking his margarita, but his wife's hammered. And she's like, look, it's Mr. Miyagi. He's Mr. Miyagi. Oh, my God. And his, you know, he's just like, he's waving her off. So his hand in the air waving her off. And it's like, look, no, he's doing wax on, wax off. Like, she's just being fucking terrible. And I'm like, like, my fingers are like into my side of my leg. I'm just like, I'm going to have to fight her fucking husband. And, you know, <coughs> no, 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 you can fight her. It's okay. Steve, po- he's like, they think I'm Mr. Miyagi. They're fucking idiots. Don't worry about it. And, like He took it completely in stride. It didn't bother him. It, uh, As far as I know, it offended me more than him just because I just met this man. We were having like this whole like bonding connection moment, drinking margaritas together at fucking, you know, the nicer place in town. And there's just some idiot calling him a Japanese name. Hey, first of all, he's Chinese. You say, like, Hong Kong Fooey or something. But no, Mr. Miyagi. <coughs> yeah, uh, so, I don't know. That was my little story I wanted to present to y'all. I, I, I hope that uh, all of your soldiers and friends all take care of themselves and you never have to meet someone's parents under those circumstances. I hope it's only positive <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> I think what you're saying I hope is I never meet any of their parents. do what you can and support those or at least uh, provide the resources. Yeah, I, uh, that is such a raw story, and it's it's filled with so many big ups and downs. Uh, I'm one. Sorry that you had to deal with just the abject the racism. Was racism. really fucking weird, man. <laughs> it was really fucking weird. I was like. I've lived in Georgetown, like in and around Georgetown, a long time, and that might be the f- other than like seeing rebel flags and the Confederate guys, which even those guys don't say anything racist. Like this was overt racism. 
Yeah, you can't say the quiet parts out loud. They decided to say the loud parts loud. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I'm glad that you got to, to have those uh, those moments, though. Somebody's parent, like that's a that's a kind of like a really special place to be in. I think um, to your point earlier, just providing context for who somebody was uh, during very key uh, moments in their in their in their growing up. You know, knowing somebody in their twenties is interesting because, like, knowing somebody in their twenties is like knowing somebody when they actually grow up. Yeah. And I told Cody this story, but Cody, I uh, I told Cody the story of what it was like for me in Korea and having like my first really hard professional talk, which is to say that a friend of mine approached me and said, Aaron, you're in your late 20s. You've been deployed twice. You're a specialist and you're divorced. What are you doing with your career? And that was a that was a really raw moment for me because you know you have to take stock of who you are. It's all to say like, man, sorry, I'm mean, just kind of grasping at straws. I'm having a hard time finding the point here. Uh, I think the point was just <coughs> that context is. Context. Yeah, like there you go for 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 growing up in your especially 20s. like any parent that happens to they're gonna they're gonna latch on to if you can give them a new memory a new story about their lost loved one uh, that that was worth every minute immeasurable every, worth every minute yeah. is thirteen hundred mile journey or where the fuck it was from San Francisco like if you can give them a little bit of something extra they didn't have before. It's worth it. Agreed. And it's the least you can do for someone you cared about when they're living. Yeah, guys, uh, I've got nothing else. And I, I hate to, to kind of say that, especially at the end of a, a very somber moment. But also... Um, and somber moments are some of the things that still do make me pretty happy because it forces me to remember certain aspects of my life. So, yeah. Cody, Cody, thank you for that story. That was beautiful. Nice. Take account. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a good. I think it's a good way to end it. Um, we'll do the selfish things. Go through socials real quick, and then Cody can take us home. So hit us up on the emails, the socials, prettylittleloggers at gmail.com for the old school listeners, drunkweekinreview at gmail.com for the new school listeners. We are on Twitter at DWIR Podcast. We don't post shit there. But if you add us, uh, I'll get a notification, and it'll be like, super cool, somebody added us um, <coughs> or mentioned us or hashtagged us. Uh, we are on Instagram, which we do use all the time. We are Drunk Week in Review. On there, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Drunk Week in Review. I saw like two people saw our story, so nobody interacts on that shit anyways. Whatever. It's lots of fun. Uh, hit us up. Uh, our buddy Tim Vano, uh, the guy who did the intro music and outro music, also has uh, a, a new song out. Hold on a second. I just saw something about it today. He is he is live streaming. 
um, at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I don't know where the fuck they moved to that they're in Mountain Standard Time. Maybe they moved to Arizona. Uh, but 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Times. He is going to be live streaming with his buddy. Um, and you should check it out. Uh, other than that, I think that's all. Oh, yeah, uh, get a real job, Collis. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's all we got. Why don't you all take us home? <laughs> all right. Uh, good night. We love you. And check us out on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com backslash DrunkWeekInRearViews.com. <laughs> love it. Maybe there's an extra dot com, but I think there is. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, y'all. Bye.